Arts. We know that seven territory-based not-for-profit organisations have been granted uh, funding for 10 projects under a recreational fishing grant scheme. Now, joining me on the line is the Minister for Recreational Fishing, Paul Kirby. Good morning to you. Good morning, Katie. How are you going? Yeah, very well. Now, Minister, we know that this scheme, it obviously funds projects uh, which lead to new recreational fishing opportunities. Um, Is this through infrastructure or experiences? How exactly does it work? Uh, So it comes out of that $50 million rec fishing fund that uh, that we put out a number of years ago. It's something that we have done and happy to commit to uh, as many years as we possibly can. There's over $300,000, and it goes into uh, either the Amateur Fisherman's uh, Peak Body, AFAN, or it goes directly into uh, the Darwin, Palmerston, Catherine Game Fishing Clubs. They all put applications forward around the junior clinics and different programs that they would like to run, and we're more than happy to sign them off. It gets kids either on boats or down to the water having some fun, or it gets, uh, like with one of the big programs, we've got the Palmerston Lakes uh, to help improve the water quality so that when we put barrier in there, they've got a better chance of surviving. And, and it just gets kids wetting a line and, and having fun and, and learning about the recreational and the fun side of, uh, of going fishing. Well, I think everyone in the Territory um, loves a spot of fishing, no doubt about that. Um, what? Uh, how fast are these programs sort of going to come into into effect? Well, some of them like uh, are repetitive programs, like um, what the the fishing clubs run. So the like last year we we actually took Layla down to the Barra Classic, the Junior Barra Classic, uh, and part of that is uh, is teaming up um, with with different local suppliers to offer the kids a a rod and reel combo pack for when they turn up. Uh, down there, there was about a hundred rod and reel packs that we gave out in conjunction with Craig's. It was uh, it was a great initiative, um, and that'll happen again this year. Uh, yep. And also, like ones like the Palmerston Game Fishing Club, they do a wonderful day. Uh, it's called the Buddy Boat Day. It's for kids with special needs that wouldn't traditionally get the chance to get out on the water uh, at all. So people donate their, their time and their boats and and skipper and, and take kids out that wouldn't normally get the chance and if they get out and catch a fish that they are absolutely ecstatic even if they don't catch a fish they've had a great day uh, out on the water so they're really some great uh, community-based initiatives. Yeah they look that way I mean uh, like you'd said there are uh, the Palmerston Game Fishing Club, the Darwin Game Fishing Club and the Catherine Game Fishing Club so they have those junior fishing clinics and kids fun days and I think that that is a really good idea because not everybody in the territory has a Everybody wants to have one, but not everybody has one. And it is really important um, that the kids are still able to sort of get out there and fish. Yeah, certainly. And there is actually a land-based fishing book. Uh, The AFAN have received some funding to go in to reprint that out so that uh, for people like us that want to take the kids fishing every now and again but might not have a boat, there's a really good book that explains where you can easily go in your vicinity and... uh, and where you've got the best chances of catching something. So that will be a big help for people that, uh, that don't traditionally get out fishing. And, and all of these initiatives uh, with this bit of funding means that it's free for the kids, so it makes it a, uh, 
a great opportunity for the kids to get out and enjoy fishing. Now, Minister, we just caught up with uh, Daniel Rochford, the CEO of Tourism Central Australia, and he spoke about um, about the government, the Territory Government and also the Federal Government, um, well, uh, relaunching or reaching an agreement, I guess you'd say, uh, to fund the second round of the Tourism Survival Fund and also the Visitation Reliance Support Program with payments under both those programs set to triple. I mean, this is absolutely essential for some of our tourism operators right now, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Look, we've tried to put some some really good packages together for all businesses across the Territory because everybody's suffered through COVID. Tourism have, have suffered harder than a lot or harder than most in a lot of areas. We know the, the vouchers uh, in the top end have had a really good effect. They haven't had as much an effect uh, in the southern region and we know that they did lose a lot of capacity and a lot of visitation through uh, Melbourne and Sydney locking down. So now that is their traditional quiet time mm. to, to repurpose or, or revamp some of that funding to give them an opportunity to access some of that and will just hopefully help people get through this quiet time over the very hot summer period down there and, and hopefully they'll be able to, to rebound again into uh, next year. Look, Daniel's yeah. a, uh, a relentless advocate for, he is. for his... Um, for his industry, and, yeah, we've been really happy to help. Yeah, and, and look, he's looking forward, obviously, and really hoping that they're able to rebound and rebound strong. One of the concerns that he's raised, and I know that it's been uh, something that, that is on the agenda, I would think, uh, of the Northern Territory Government at the moment, is uh, that staff shortage that they are anticipating um, come sort of March, April. I know that uh, Tourism Central Australia probably aren't the only ones. Uh, there certainly are other industries who are, who are concerned about that staff shortage. But is there some work underway um, to try to, to fill some of those jobs, you know, not only, I guess, in tourism, uh, but also some of those hospitality jobs as well? Yeah, as you mentioned, Katie, it's probably not just uh, some other industries. It's just about yeah. every industry that we talk to. We've, we've heard about um, hot tamale and some of those places not being able to open even in the top end as long as they would like to because they just need to give their staff mm. a rest. Um, it was conversations that we had as recently as yesterday down in Tennant Creek. Uh, sometimes when you're in a smaller centre, you think, you know, it's just us that are suffering here, but trying to explain to people that it's uh, it's something we're working on across the board. We've got more trainees and apprentices in the Northern Territory now than we ever had before. Yep. And, and with things like the workstay play and how we we uh, repurposed and redesigned that like when we needed to get some some people down to the hotels in, in Alice Springs. We got those um, overseas workers in to help out with the mango industry. Like that. Sometimes there's levers you can pull that yep. you can help out with. We, we certainly know that there's going to be some complexities next year when everybody's looking uh, for labour and we'll continue to help out as much as we possibly can. Hopefully these... Uh, reallocations of this fund help people get through yeah. to, uh, to be able to be in a position where they can rebound next year. Yeah, and so then when you do talk about like the work stay play, for example, is there any plans, you know, from early next year to to change things or, or maybe make it even more appealing for people to move to the Northern Territory to work, whether they are from interstate or even trying to, uh, you know, to bring some, um, some of those, uh, you know, some of those people from overseas that we ordinarily would have filling some of those bar jobs, hospitality jobs, tourism jobs? Yeah, it will be interesting, won't it, with, with this new strain of the virus, how quickly that's spreading 
overseas at the moment and what effect that has for international travel. We've seen just recently some some students start to return to other uh, states in the last few days and obviously international students are a big part of the labour market in the top end as well as Central Australia. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that. We'll certainly be sitting really early in the new year and going through all of our budget allocations um, and we'll be trying to leave as much as we possibly can. I know that we had uh, around 500 applications for that Workstay Play uh, initiative and like I said, the people in the top end we would have loved to have had thousands, but if you said at the start of the dry season it was going to be an extra 500 people to plug into those industries that were really short, then, then people would have been reasonably happy with that and we'll certainly be looking at doing everything we can to help into next year as well. Hey, a very quick question from one of our listeners. Can you please ask Kirby how repairs at the East Arm boat ramp are going? Um, as it was stated a couple of months ago, that uh, they'd be completed by mid-December. Yeah, that's a really good question. I haven't had an update uh, on that in the last week or so, so we'll look into that. I know they were waiting on some equipment to come from interstate, and as we know, some of those supply chains have taken a bit longer now than they used to, so I will check into that, and I'll get straight back to you so we can answer that for people, Katie. That would be awesome. Well, uh, Paul Kirby, the Minister for Recreational Fishing, also for Small Business, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Thanks very much, Katie. Thank you.